Hey everybody, you hear that? Sounds like tea time. Island talk, island talk. Right here on the kitchen island. Island talk, island talk. Right here on the kitchen island talk. Tea time talk. Right here on the kitchen island talk. Yeah, island talk. Keeping it real and never fake. Right here on the kitchen island talk. Dishing the tea with Lady V, B, J, Show T. We forever styling. Real talk about real issues. If you don't like it, then go get a tissue. Walking, talking like a diva should. Wouldn't choose another sisterhood to Island talk, island talk. Right here on the kitchen island talk, island talk. Right here on the kitchen island talk, island talk. Right here on the kitchen island talk. And we are back at the island, and this is your Vanita girl, the favorite Capricorn. Cheryl <laughs> T in the house. And this is BJ, your Virgo Dolly. I'll listen to you. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Fabulous. Wonderful, yes. That's great. We're still celebrating Black History Month. We're almost toward the end of February. So I don't know how you all have been celebrating, but, and we hope the listeners have listened to our latest episode about some of the historians that we have highlighted. And maybe they have a few of their own that they may would like to share with us in an email or, um, yeah, or on our social media. But what do you what have you guys been doing? Anything special for Black History Month? Well, I went to Los Angeles. Okay. <laughs> our and, um, invited to see, you know, a, a Black History Museum. Uh, okay. So I was out there in LA and I got to see my grandbabies in Lake Elsinore. So I had a great time there and Excellent. I got to see SoFi Stadium after the Super Bowl, after all the people were gone. <laughs> No so $5,000 ticket you had to buy, huh? Ooh, I'm sorry, say okay. again? You didn't have to buy a $5,000 ticket to go in that stadium. Oh my goodness, no. And I don't think I would have bought a $5,000 ticket to sit at the top of the rafters, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What about you, Beverly? Oh, I've been sitting still for a minute and giving myself some self-care days. So um, I didn't even work out. So my self-care was I wanted to binge. Uh, on certain shows like The Gilded Age. And I just kind of hung out and with my family and did absolutely nothing. And it was wonderful, you all. That's excellent. That's But I got to get back into it now because you still got to do work. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Well, for our listeners who don't know, but you at the island know, Beverly and Cheryl, that I am actually out of town on location. And I'm very excited because... In our next segment of the podcast, we are going to be talking with an extraordinary woman up and coming, and I'm all giddy. I'm actually here in her studio live, so how do you like me now? (laughs) Hi, we're jealous. Don't be jealous. Don't be jealous. Okay. We have to travel in the uh, Kitchen Island Tea budget. Yes. (laughs) So far, it's coming out of my pocket. (laughs) The cool thing is I get to stay with my best friend, Maury, so it's all worked out. Awesome. Awesome. Amazing how this all coincided with each other, because I was like, man, I'm going to be there when we're supposed to be interviewing. This will be cool. So it's worked out. So I'm excited. And so we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be here with the most fabulous person on earth at this moment in my life. (laughs) Whoop, whoop, (laughs) whoop, whoop. (laughs) 
Okay, so we are back at the island. I'm so excited, everybody. I'm so excited to be on location here in South Carolina with our special guest. So we have been celebrating Black history all month, right? And um, we have highlighted history makers from the past and even some of present day. Well, today I am on location in Greenville, South Carolina, where we are all going to highlight a present day Black history maker. Yes. yes, I am very excited about our guest today. She was born in Seoul, South Korea, and raised in South Carolina. Of course, I've been wow. in Seoul also. I know, right? Uh -huh. That's a huge around the way, girl. Away. Okay, yeah. she is a she is a wife and a mother of two daughters, Savannah, who is sixteen, who happens to be Ashley, my daughter's goddaughter, and Nora, who is six and a half. Woo! Oh, a great age. Right. I know, right? She has a resume a mile long of who's who. Our special guest is a makeup artist for TV, film, and production in Greenville, South Carolina, and beyond, and beyond. <laughs> uh, she's worked sorry, She's worked on projects such as Gatorade plus ESPN, which is the Hydration Matters, Grape Soda, uh, MSNBC Republican Primary Coverage, South Carolina, Nike, The Huddle, she was a pro production assistant. I'm sorry. I was LeBron's production assistant. Oh, did you oh wow. Assistant for it, that one. Exactly. The Excuse me, Mr. James. <laughs> King James. King James. Your Highness. The Ronald McDonald House series, Michelin, new tire release. And there are so many more. And I'm sure she's going to enlighten us. Um, we will talk about some of her favorite gigs and her hardest ones. So without further ado, let's dig deep into the world of outer beauty and welcome to the island, Latia Curtis. Latia, we're so excited to have you with us. We can't say it enough to have such a talented young lady at the island with us today. And so I want to start things off and just say, how in the heck did you get into the makeup industry? What led you to that? So um, this is actually a little how I know Ashley, Vanita's daughter, we were both in college for vocal performance. And I thought I was going to be an actress. I did like a little bit of studying in New York when I was a teenager and um, along the way discovered that I'm actually a really bad actress. I'm actually really awful at it. So what they do to very enthusiastic and eager thespians that maybe shouldn't be or won't be best utilized on stage is they'll stick us in the hair and makeup room. So that's where I got started. Okay. I I'm a lover of literature. I was a voracious reader growing up and I love people and culture. And so working as a hair and makeup artist is really like a culmination of all of that. All of the knowledge I have just from my lived experience being a black woman and living in the South um, to you know historical references and stuff that I picked up just through reading. So it was like kind of like the happiest accident in the world. So it was a, a pleasant shift. So was, even though you went to act, mm -hmm. when they pushed you into makeup, you weren't opposed to it at all. Um, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I thought I was going to take over Broadway. So, uh -huh. <laughs> I mean, I was like going to be the next Mariah Carey. All right. So imagine my disappointment when they were like, okay, well, you're just going to be the pigeon in this production of Cinderella. <laughs> so if you want to hang out in hair and makeup, you can stay back there. Like they'll give you something to do. And that's kind of how it all started. Like I vividly remember not getting my first like role in, in community theater that I auditioned for, like, you know, at, and I, I was a pigeon. 
And I thought I had so much to offer than being a pigeon, but it turns out what I had to offer was not really to be left on the stage, was more behind the scenes. And I, and I love it there. I couldn't imagine doing anything else with my life now. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. So that sounds like to be a blessing in disguise then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. And I don't even know if it was in disguise. I think it was kind of slapping me across the face. <laughs> I just wasn't receiving it. You know, I went to college to be a vocal performance major, but also like we just didn't know as much about the makeup industry as we did back then. Like we barely, I think my freshman year of college was when Facebook became a thing. Yeah. Uh, and even then it was just for college kids. So as far as I knew, if you were going to be a makeup artist, you were going to work at the Estee Lauder counter at mm-hmm. the Dillard's. And wow, I yeah. didn't want to do that. I was like, well, that can't be it. Like in makeup is fun, but like, do I have to like sell stuff all the time? Um, and I didn't even realize that working backstage could be a job. So the job, the being paid part of it came later, but all the years prior to, I felt like it was just the universe preparing me to be like the artist that I am today and, and have the kind of like success that I've been able to have. That's awesome. So I have a, another question for you, but it's on the uh, nature of uh, a personal question. <laughs> this one is for me. <laughs> what can be done about dark circles under your eyes? Is it like hereditary? Is it maybe lack of minerals or do you just constantly got to conceal it? And that's- Or a lack of sleep. Lack of sleep. <laughs> it, 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 it depends on the person. So it's very specific to the person, but it can be one of those things or it can be for some people- all of those things, genetic, okay. lack of sleep, bone structure is the big thing. You know, I think nowadays, especially in the world of like Instagram and YouTube, they only have 30 seconds to really like say something. So they're going to use it as effectively as possible, which is to talk about the makeup. But when I teach, I actually talk a lot about bone structure in light. Um, and so in some lights like this one, I don't really have any under eye circles because I use the magic of makeup to actually what I call trick the light. Mm-hmm. But those are things that you can do cosmetically, but there can be multi-step, several steps depending on the severity or the intensity of your dark circles. So correcting and concealing is something like you're going to want to do when you have your makeup on. But as far as like just getting ready to run out the house, I am a huge, huge, huge proponent of um, under eye cream, moisturizers of all types. Okay. So like black folks, we specialize in that, right? Like we always have a thing of lotion in our purse and you will yeah. get ashy. <laughs> so like that part will come easy for us. You should see how much convincing I have to do of other people, of non-melanated people to convince mm-hmm. them that like lotion is a good thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, stay hydrated water-wise. Try to get plenty of rest. Um, if, the cer- if the problems are just like darkness and depth, like if it looks like your eyes are deep, keep them hydrated and moisturized with a really great under eye cream with a vitamin C that's going to help brighten them and then wear your sunscreen. Okay. I'm taking notes. All right. (laughs) Thank you. You are so welcome. Well, you know what? That personal touch is really good uh, because I listened and I have dark circles under the eyes. So I'm always going to use concealer, uh, but I really like uh, trick the light. So I'm going to yeah. trick the light all the time if yes, I can. Yes, we're just tricking the light. That's all makeup is. We are just tricking the light. And I have a, another question. If Even though your focus is video and production, and you've sort of given it in your answer to Cheryl, but what are some other tips that you would have for everyday folks like us? Just okay. basic makeup tips. So my um, favorite type of people to do makeup on are everyday people. Um, because models all kind of look the same or they have a lot of the same features depending on the trends. Whereas 
regular people, we have so much character in our face and you can tell a lot of someone's like history, their ethnicity, their heritage background, how they live their life day to day based on like their face and their skin. And also how much time they do or do not want to spend like dressing it up in the morning with makeup. Um, so I always like to preface with that because people assume like, well, you work with celebrities and it's like sometimes, but mostly real people. Tips for regular people. Mm -hmm. Drink lots of water, lots and lots of water, which I know is hard, but not for, me. for yeah, no, no, we drank lots of water when we, were, when we saw each other in Vegas. Um, lots and lots of water. Um, moisturizers are really important. So depending on what specific things you want to target, if you want to brighten your skin, then a vitamin C and a retinol is great. But with that, you always want to wear sunscreen, sunscreen, sunscreen. When I was growing up, if you black, you didn't have to wear sunscreen. That's not the case anymore. Everybody can catch melanoma, but also everybody can be subject to sun damage. And a lot of hyperpigmentation that women of color especially experience can be resolved by wearing sunscreen and having like a good vitamin C and retinol kind of worked into your skincare regimen um, because it's the sun damage that causes the hyperpigmentation for a lot of us. Wow. So that's really it. That's I yeah, I, mean, I have a lot of melanin in my skin and I never thought I don't really don't need sunscreen. <laughs> yeah, you do. And actually like I've seen like skin scans um, where you can see like to the naked eye, you don't see any sun damage on darker skin, but then they show like the, the cancer scan of it and it's so much sun damage. It looks like freckles. It's in mm. black and white and you it looks like freckles. So yeah, I would say skincare routine, vitamin C, retinol, stay super hydrated and wear your sunscreen. Sunscreens for black women, especially or people of color have come such a long way um, because it used to be if you wore a sunscreen, it would have something in it called zinc oxide, which is a physical mm -hmm. sunscreen that reflects basically bounces the sun back, but it does leave like a white cast and an ashy cast on the skin. Um, so like, it wouldn't surprise me if in times prior people of color, black women, whomever were like, well, I don't want to wear sunscreen because it makes me look ashy. It doesn't make ashy. me look nice. Yeah, it looks bad. But nowadays, sunscreens have come such a long way as far as like physical sunscreens, chemical sunscreens. So there's actually one called Black Girl Sunscreen. Mm -hmm. You can get her. You, yes, yes, right. Yeah, you can get her at Target or Ulta or Sephora. No, they don't carry it at Sephora, I don't think. But um, it is an SPF 40, I think, which is exactly what you need. Um, and it doesn't leave a white ashy cast on the skin. Yeah, looking like the gross sisters on the Proud family. Huh? <laughs> yes, honey, I say, listen, look at casket ready. Yes. Right. Oh, yikes, yikes. <laughs> Thank you. That helps. So even when I go walk, in addition to sunscreen, I guess I better start wearing my visor. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. You are so welcome. Yes. So speaking of um, us, uh, older women, mm -hmm. do women need less makeup as they get older? And if so, what do you recommend? I mean, what do you recommend? Oh, my God. I love talking about this. Take my glasses off. <laughs> So I will talk everybody's ear off about my theories in the intersections of like beauty, feminism, and like, you know, racial justice and social justice and stuff. So when I talk about like mature women, I don't like to put them all in one category because like who decided what mature was? Like who decided what that looked like? And who decided what mature women are supposed to look like? Um, I teach makeup lessons to mature women all across the age spectrum. And so 
yes and no. You don't necessarily, you did you didn't need more makeup when you were younger. So I don't think you necessarily need less makeup as you get older. I think you just need to be more strategic about the placement. So okay. for someone who may have grown up wearing black eyeliner, for example, and you wear it the same way for 20, 30 years, well, it's not really celebrating what's happening to your face as you age over time. It's not a bad thing to age. It means you're living. So you're yeah. <laughs> not a vampire. <laughs> so, so, you know, you might want to be strategic and adjust where you put your liner, what color. I definitely recommend as we do get older, it's less about contrast and definition, but more about, again, tricking the light and tricking the eye and softening lines. Um, so then I recommend even for deeper skin tones, my skin tone and deeper, play with dark brown eyeliners, you know, soften it up. Less of a thicker liner because we don't need to bring, we don't want to bring as much like attention to the eye, but we do want to define it. So brown eyeliners, charcoal eyeliners will do that. Um, so I wouldn't say less makeup. I would say just being more strategic about where you place the makeup. That is definitely um, good good advice. But I, what I found myself doing is wearing more makeup as I got older because of the dark circles and the different uh, discolorations that you see in your face, especially as a darker uh, uh, African-American woman. And I started wearing more makeup instead of less makeup. Uh, so that's very interesting. And I used to put in, you know, the black eyeliner underneath the eyes. Remember that? So you don't smoke uh, your eyes. Mm -hmm. But because I have the dark circles, I no longer do that because it highlights the dark circles. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I used to didn't wear a lot of makeup at all until I got to maybe in my 40s uh, because of the fact the discoloration in my face started to happen then. But I found myself now wearing more makeup instead of less because of the discoloration. Yeah, I would say that's where a really great skincare routine is going to be your best friend. And, and okay. that's kind of one of the reasons, I mean, I used to, my first like big job in cosmetics, I worked at Glamour Shots, like mm -hmm. that Glamour Shot. Yeah. <laughs> but in 2008 or 2007, when it was on its way out, so it was like the saddest thing in the world. Nobody wanted to have their feather boas and denim jacket pictures done anymore because, you know, <laughs> your mom who just got a camera for Christmas could do it. Yeah. So then I moved into selling retail cosmetics. And so that was the period in my life where it was a function of my job. I had to wear a lot of makeup um, and it was a chore and it wasn't fun anymore, but I was surrounded by all this product where I got to learn a little bit about everything and in, in ingredients and compatibility with ingredients and product. I just took a big interest in it. And so that shift, when I left that job, I just decided to really invest in my skincare because mm. I got tired of wearing makeup. And having a really good skincare routine and keeping my skin healthy didn't necessarily eliminate the need for makeup all the time, but it made it feel like an accessory. Like it was fun. Like I can have fun with my makeup now because I'm spending less time hiding and covering things and yeah. more time just saying like, okay, I want to celebrate this feature. I want to wear a red lip. Okay. So since you said that, and there's so much skincare products out there. Yeah. <laughs> I get facials done, you know, I get the top notch type of uh, uh, products put on my face, mm -hmm. but I'm wondering, okay, is this helping or if it's not helping? So what would you recommend as for facial skincare for women of color? And like, as you know, we're uh, all different spectrum of color. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What would you recommend for uh, facial care for women of color? 
Okay. So I'm going to preface by saying I'm not a licensed esthetician. I am just a skincare junkie. So I, all of this information <laughs> I'm sharing, I don't want any skincare experts or dermatologists like start writing your hate mail. But I do spend a lot of my education and learning about the skin and the ingredients of skincare products and what is and is not effective. Um, so generally speaking, and this can change from person to person, most of our concerns as we age is um, sagging skin. So we want to like firm our skin up and then we want to um, help minimize any darkness that has occurred or um, eliminate it if at all possible. So the things that are gonna help with that are things like retinols, retinoids, retinols. There's trentinoin is one now. Some of them you'll have to get a prescription for from your dermatologist. But they're also like over-the-counter retinols in products these days that you can get that are going to be a little bit less effective, but with um, continued use, you okay. will start to see the benefits. Um, so generally speaking, keeping your skincare routine fairly simple, you know, don't put like all the acids on your face all at once because you're not going to, you're going to destroy your skin. Um, keeping it simple, like a good cleanser, making sure you double cleanse. That's really important if you wear makeup. So a double cleanse is basically cleaning twice. You clean with like an oil-based balm. That's what mm -hmm. removes your makeup. And then your second cleanser, which can be like an oil cleanser or a creamy cleanser, face wash is what cleanses your skin. Okay. So whenever you've removed your makeup at the end of the night, you washed it off and then you go to dry it with a towel and there's still makeup on there, your skin's not clean. You can get okay. it all off. So that's important toners, which is going to prep your skin to receive any serums and treatments. Then you have your serums. So that can be your vitamin C if you're using a vitamin C serum and then your moisturizer, one for day, one for night, the night one's going to be a little bit richer. And then you'll add in a retinol either from your dermatologist, or you might find something like drunk elephant is a, is a skincare brand that has, um, they have like a, a retinol. Yes. It's like 1% retinol, um, that you can use. And, you know, I start with the retinol, maybe like three times a week, every other night to get my skin acclimated to it. And then you can bump it up to five nights a week. If your skin isn't freaking out at the three nights a week. And then again, wear the sunscreen. Okay. okay. I have a tag on to that. What do you think about the, the wipes or the cloths that you get from, uh, say, Neutrogena or Clinique, where you just use those to cleanse your face? Is that good, bad? So those are great to take your makeup off or to take off some, like, just superficial day crud. Mm -hmm. um, so it's great for that. But it's not a replacement for a cleansing. Okay. Um, and I used to be one of those like really hard headed 20 somethings that would just like, I keep the wipes next to the bed and then I'd come home from partying and pass out. And I'm like, oh, at least I, got some, I got something off. Um, well, I'm a 50 something still doing that wipes yeah. with the cream. I'm just like, okay, whatever. And sometimes like that's just gonna have to do. But oh. for the most part, you definitely, if you want to like really optimize your skincare routine, um, definitely cleanse. Because think about it like this. If you spend all that money on your serums, your vitamin Cs, your retinols and stuff, but your skin isn't clean, you have this like barrier of residual makeup or whatever from the day before, it's all for naught. It can't get to your skin. Wow. I love it. Wow. Well, I have, a, I have a question before we go to take a break. Mm -hmm. 
I have very dry skin. I have eczema. Mm -hmm. Is there something you can recommend as far as, I mean, I have prescriptions, mm -hmm. but is there anything over the counter that mm -hmm. would help moisturize? Okay. So I love face oils. Okay. Eczema also make sure you're using like a really gentle toner just to kind of gently exfoliate the skin mm -hmm. um, and take any sort of um, superficial dead skin cells or dirt and stuff so that your skin is in, it's clean now. It's in a position it can receive whatever treatment the moisturizer is going to give you. I really love it's by First Aid Beauty. It's called Ultra Repair Cream. Can y'all write that down for me? I'm not taking notes. <laughs> Say it one more time, Latia. It's called it's by First Aid Beauty. It's called Ultra Repair Cream. And um it's super great for sensitive skin. It's not going to irritate you. And it's it's got like a little like oatmeal in it, I think, to help okay. soothe the skin. Okay. And then and you can use it on your body too. It's, it is a little bit more expensive because okay. it's like, you can use it on your face, but you can use it on your body as well. Okay. Um, and then I love Youth to the People is one of my favorite skincare brands on the planet. It's like pro-grade vegan skincare. So it's all clean product formulated in a lab by scientists and partnering with dermatologists, but it's all vegan. It doesn't have a lot of like extra preservatives and chemicals and stuff in it I'm not like a crazy crunchy person but if it doesn't need to be in my product like I just don't want it in there you know if it's like just a filler or something I just don't want it in there uh -huh. um, but they have a serum it's called like a cat uh, oasis hydrating cactus serum or something it is the most wonderful hydrating like serum I've ever played with it's not sticky okay nice and watery and it just melts into your skin and then you can put a little of that ultra repair on top of it and you should be good wow okay. awesome thank you for the tips because i i have so many issues with having eczema and dry skin mm -hmm. and cracky and tight Ouch. And oh do you sleep with a humidifier no okay definitely if you're noticing your skin is dry 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 sleep with a humidifier in your room put okay. some of that moisture back in the air okay um because okay kind of what um, humectants do is they take the moisture in the air and they like grab it. So when you put a humectant on your skin, it kind of brings the moisture to your skin. But if there's no moisture in the air and you're in San Antonio, then there's no moisture for it to bring in. So sleep with a humidifier in your room. Um, sometimes if my skin's really dry, I do something called like smushing, which doesn't sound fun, but I'll do all of my skincare routine. And then I'll do like a, like a, little bit of face oil on my hands and like press it into my skin so before I go to bed my skin looks really like greasy and stuff mm -hmm. um and I wait 30 minutes before I go to bed because I don't want my pillowcase to soak up all my skincare and then like in the morning you know I'll usually see the results I want to see with my skin where it just looks a little bit more hydrated wow. awesome I love all the tips because my esthetician she also has that steamer going when she's doing my facial mm -hmm. and it feels so good and your face just looks so refreshed and mm -hmm. without makeup on you look like a million dollars when you mm -hmm. walk yeah. love it yeah. and that's what your skincare routine is going to kind of be right it's going to be like a little mini facial that you give to yourself every day for five minutes a slice of self-care time that we normally don't get out of the day you know mm -hmm. um and like my family knows like oh no mom she put her serums on like don't go in there I close the door to my closet I put my serums on don't nobody kiss me touch me no 30 minutes love it that's All right. awesome. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break, but we will be right back. <laughs> 
Hey Islanders, we just want to check in with you personally. We would love to hear from you with feedback about your favorite episodes, any ideas you have about possible future topics, and guest suggestions. We can be reached at our email, which is kitchenislandtea at gmail.com. Also reach out to us via Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We look forward to hearing from you. In the meantime, be safe, mask up, and keep hope alive. Ciao! And we are back at the Kitchen Island Tea with our awesome makeup artist, Latia Curtis. She has been giving us some marvelous hints and tips about makeup. And even at 56 plus years old, we're still learning new things to do for our faces to keep it so we can go another 20, 30 years mm-hmm. with a beautiful face. So, um, Latia, what is the best brand of makeup for people of color, for women of color? Okay. Uh oh. Y'all know, so y'all probably already know right now I have like long answers. That's okay. <laughs> the only thing short about me is like my height. Everything is like long answer, long winded. Um, so I don't think that there is one best brand for women of color. Um, okay. I know years ago we had brands that were marketed for women of color, like Fashion Fair, mm-hmm. because other brands tend to, I guess they forgot black women existed and also wanted to wear makeup. Um, and it's 2022 and the beauty industry is still kind of like that now. Mm. Um, what I look for are, um, as a professional, I, I really like to see a broad range of skin tones represented across the brand. And when I say that, I don't mean 12 beige, three dark. I don't mean that. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. something that has a variety of like undertones and shades and stuff. Um, and I always like to start there. So I'm speaking generally. So like if you're walking in the store, you can kind of like guide yourself. Um, I start there. So good brands for that. Fenty. Everybody loves Brianna. But okay. some people forget like Lancome actually had a really broad range of colors for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a lot of their beauty advisors. When you think about the girls that work at the counters are not women of color themselves. Okay. So, they don't show you that range of colors that are in the deeper end of what Lancome has because they don't really care that it exists. They don't take it upon themselves to educate themselves about the broad clientele that they serve. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lancome is great. I like Fenty. One of my favorite, favorite, favorite brands for all skin tones, but especially women of color is, she's a black woman. Her name is Danessa Myricks. The stuff that she creates is kind of, there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve for like consumers because it's all insanely pigmented and very, okay. very rich in pigment, which as you're formulating shades and you get down to the deeper skin tones, you want richer, more thorough, I say deep pigments, but I don't mean deep, like light to dark. I just mean like rich, they need to be full bodied pigments um, mm-hmm. to really like honor the, the, the level of like melanin, the different levels and colors of melanin across the spectrum of like the diaspora, right? Okay. Um, but Danessa makes the most beautiful foundations for, for darker skin, for all skin tones, but especially for darker skin. Okay. Danessa. Danessa, D-A-N-E-S-S-A, Myricks. She's also the sweetest person on the planet. Um, I see her at makeup shows sometimes and she is so humble and, and kind, but her product is, is incredible. 
and you almost need a teeny tiny bit or like a concealer you would just need a little drop and like I like she has a beauty oil you just like a little drop in the hand and then a drop of beauty oil like mix together your fingers and put it on it looks like skin it's it's beautiful wow I'm gonna take a look at that I'm okay can you buy it over the counter like at Ulta Beauty or do you have to order it from her site so so some Sephora's have just started carrying Danessa Myricks Mm -hmm. Um, because she's like kind of like a pro brand for a really long time but some Sephora's are carrying it so if you have a larger Sephora you should be able to find it okay Pat Pat McGrath Labs um, which we call her mother makeup Dame Pat McGrath another black woman you know we mother makeup has been the queen of makeup for she's like my idol Um, she has a line of foundations and stuff too there's, those are going to be more like luxury tiers. So we're talking like 65-ish bucks for a bottle of foundation, but again, mm-hmm. incredible formulations, really beautiful, very easy to wear. Like that I like to put on with my hands, clean hands, just pump a little bit, rub it in the hands. So when you do this, it's going to kind of bring some air to the product and thicken it up a little okay. bit and really mm-hmm. just smooth it on this. It's beautiful, beautiful okay. skin and easy to put on. Thank you, because I'm a Mac girl and I've been using Mac forever. So I'm always trying to find different um, brands because I'm like Vanita also. I, I kind of break out sometimes with certain makeups. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, I'm not crazy crunchy, but like, why is there fragrance in this? I don't <laughs> like if it's just going to be another thing to bother my skin, like why is it in here? So I try to buy, find brands that don't have those extra things in it that aren't really going to affect the, the performance of the product. Um, and yeah, everybody started on a Mac. That was like the hot stuff back in the day. Yes. yes. Yeah. I caught myself, almost did it. But I yeah, yeah. <laughs> Latia, you have shared so much information with us. I just feel great. Like I really know something about makeup now. Yeah, great. Uh, how do you stay abreast? I know you said you went to a, a makeup show, but how do you stay abreast of the latest trends? Or do you make up your own makeup rules? Mm-hmm. I read a lot. Uh, trends recycle all the time. I was a history minor in college. I still love to like study history for fun. Actually, Ashley and I had a day date on Monday and I was like, do you want to go to the museum? I have a membership because really in my time off, especially when I'm in the city, I love just walking around museums, taking in history. I take pictures of, of portraits and busts. I, I mean, I ha- they're all on my phone. I take notes about placement, light, shadow, how the painters use light and shadow um, that really informs a lot of my decisions and choices that I make, depending on the medium that I'm in. But I guess I, I guess I don't know. That's kind of the way I guess I stay up on trends, just considering like they constantly recycle themselves. But as far as like inspiration goes, I really truly get it from the person in my chair. I like to ask people, where do you work or what do you do for work? How much time do you like to spend getting ready? Do you wear makeup every day? Do you not? Like, and sometimes the answer, especially, you know, when you get to like 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s are like, whatever you want, you're the professional. And I'm like, no, no, this is whatever you want because you've known yourself much longer than I have. So, and, and I tell them like, I'm here to honor you. I'm here to honor your features and I'm here to celebrate your beauty. So whoever you are, I want to know who you are because I want to honor that with how I like approach your hair and makeup. So I would say less like trends, more inspiration. I just draw it from the person. That's awesome. That's awesome. I can't wait to come visit you so you can draw everything from me. Yes, well, I genuinely- Make me beautiful. That's the thing, you're already beautiful. I truly, like, just at my core, it sounds so woo-woo, but I truly believe every person, when they sit in my chair, they came to me beautiful. 
They came to me beautiful. They came to me a full, beautiful, thriving, wonderful person. I'm just there to take what's on the inside and just bring it to the outside. Awesome. I love it. I love I do. it. Thank you. Well, I have another question for you. What has been one of your favorite projects? Because your resume shows that you've worked in every field almost in terms of makeup, TV, commercials, uh, representing companies, uh, videos. So tell me what's been one of your favorite projects? Um, I don't have a favorite project because one of the things about commercial land is like we're selling things like chicken sandwiches or socks. <laughs> There's a couple of brands I work with where it's all just socks. Um, and those aren't necessarily things to be like crazy, like excited about. Mm-hmm. It's more so the people that I get to work with. Um, mm-hmm. Starting when I started in my career, I was the only like person of color, black person on set, woman on set. Um, it is the barrier to entry into film and television can be really high just because of the cost of equipment and, and, and where you're located geographically in the country that mm-hmm. can be difficult too. Um, so as my career has progressed, I see more and more Black people on set. I'm not the only one. And then I see more and more Black people, what we call above the line. So in positions of leadership, they're the executive producer or the producer of the project. I'm seeing more and more Black women, more and more queer Black women, queer Black men, like being respected in these environments. Those are always my favorite. I think it was, it was really recently where I wasn't the only Black person on the crew and it was the wardrobe stylist. So I had never met this girl before as a job in Atlanta. And I pull in and I see who I knew was the wardrobe stylist. She was pulling clothes out of the car. So I, I parked, not even parked right. I jumped out of the car and I said, hey, I'm not the only black person here. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, hey. <laughs> so we took a picture. We were like, oh my God. And then one of the PAs came and he was a black guy. We were like, wow. Um, <laughs> So it makes you feel good, right? It makes you feel good, but also like it's, you know, being a woman, an outspoken Black woman in the South, and I've always been outspoken about like my Blackness and my involvement in like uh, social justice and social equity campaigns here. Um, it, it can be really lonely being on a film set with people who don't really like respect you or they constantly question your experience. That's the biggest mm-hmm. challenge I have is that I have been executive producer I own a small production company I've executive produced projects as in I am the boss I came up with the concept I pitched the project I, I'm the one cutting the checks and I'll walk in the set and somebody will say hey can you grab coffee and I'm like no hey can you grab coffee there you go. that's not my job can you grab coffee um wow because it's just the assumption yeah. that like I don't belong there Mm-hmm. So being on a set where it's like, I do belong here. Everyone that looks like me belongs here. Like everybody belongs here. Those are always my favorite projects. I just got to do like be personal groomer to Reverend Jesse Jackson for a whole weekend. And that was one of the biggest moments of my career because he's from Greenville, South Carolina. And we followed him around where the house he was born in where he grew up, where he went to school. We went to church with him on Sunday. Wow, I didn't know he was from Greenville. Yeah, he's from Greenville, born and raised. So when you think about the civil rights leaders that are still with us, he's it's like him and Angela Davis, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, we've lost a lot of them. Um, and so that was a real honor, huge honor 
to, to be on that. So that was one of my favorites too. But mostly when I get to be on a good set with great people is my favorite project. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. And can you tell us about when you worked on the project with Biden, uh, President Biden? Oh, yeah. So that was for Refinery29 um, during the Democratic primary in South Carolina. So when everybody's gearing up for Super Tuesday um, in uh, 20, what? Ooh, Lord, is it 2020? Whew. I forgot it's like 2022 now. We're halfway through the presidency. Yes, I don't know why I thought we still had more time left. <laughs> That's a good one. I was like, yeah. oh we got to do this all over again. Yeah. yeah. I'm it's coming up. We covered for the last election and yeah. the one prior. Yes. Um, but yeah, that was a project for Refinery29 where they were interviewing all of the Democratic candidates. Um, just question, Refinery29's demographic are like uh, women between like 25 and 35. And so just questions related to that. Like, do you have any guilty pleasures or do you have any like, you know, favorite things? Or like, what are some of your policies relevant to, um, to, to women that you're gonna be introducing into your, your policy or campaigns? The real cool part, I mean, President Biden was awesome, but I got to meet and see Simone Sanders, which she was his campaign manager yes. at the time, and yes. she used to be the campaign manager for Bernie Sanders. Yes. Ooh, yeah. What a bad. Yeah. Oh my God. She like she walked in the room and I was like, I couldn't breathe. Oh, no. she's, so, <laughs> she's awesome. She's incredible. And yes. then um Cecile Richards, who used to be CEO of Planned Parenthood, on which I'm, I'm a board member of Planned Parenthood South Atlantic, Planned Parenthood Vote South Atlantic, um, because one of my like big passions, again, is just like reproductive rights and sexual health and wellness, because the maternal fetal mortality rates for Black and Hispanic women especially are awful. And a lot of that is because we don't have access to reproductive care, especially in inner city rural areas where they're continuously shutting down hospitals. So like I was just, President Biden was great, but I was on that set with like two of the most like incredible, iconic women of my generation. And that was mm -hmm. like such a treat, mm -hmm. such a gift. Wow. That's awesome. Wow. Were you starstruck? <laughs> I would have been. I was because we were like watching like, um, watching them tape. So we were in like what we call Video Village. And I see this, like, first of all, being in political spaces in the deep South, like you don't see as many black people around, but she comes in and she's got on like kind of slightly cropped top jeans, you know, her head is cut short. She's like red lipstick, nose piercing. I was like, oh, is this woman? And then it registered. I was like, oh my God, this is Simone Sanders. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wanted to, like, hi, how are you? My name is Latia. I'm such a huge fan of your work. And I followed you when you were, you know, campaign manager. Party manager. Um, but I had to, like, be really professional and stuff. So, <laughs> like, oh, it's so nice to meet you. <laughs> that, that has to be difficult when you're a makeup artist and you can't just get starstruck because you're going to be with these people behind stage and you don't want to, you know, seem like, you know, can I get a selfie? You know? Yeah. Well, and I don't really get starstruck by like regular like celebrities and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're just a regular person. Like with LeBron. <laughs> excuse me, King James, um, you know, I was just like, oh, how are you? Like, you know, it was really cool. And they like that because, you know, they don't like to be treated like they're not humans because they are. Um, so I, I wasn't really starstruck with them, but meeting like people that have personally impacted me, okay, mm -hmm. personally impacted how I can like, how I'm able to exist freely today because of the work of Jesse Jackson and Martin Luther King and Fred Hampton and Angela Davis and all those people like, 
I can exist. I can marry my husband who's a white guy. I'd marry him, you know? Um, my girls will be able to grow up in a world where they're not gonna have to experience some of the same levels of discrimination as I have because of the work that they've done. It mm-hmm. inspires me to do some of the work that I do um, to create, try to create a more like equitable community for, for everybody here. That, those are the people I get starstruck by. The ones where I'm like, you literally changed my life. Wow, that's awesome. That is awesome. And with that being said, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. I'm so excited. And we are back at the island and I am still giddy and having a great time here in Latia's studio. And so, you know, speaking of studio, you majored in college music with an emphasis on vocal performance, which mm-hmm. is, I guess that's how you and Ashley mm-hmm. met my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, do you still perform or sing or do you miss it or are you still doing it? Um, I mean, I sing a lot in the shower. <laughs> my best performances in fact have been in the car. Um, but no, I don't sing as much. I mean, sometimes I'll sing at like a friend's wedding. Like one of my friends got married a couple of years ago and I, she asked me to sing at her wedding, so I did. Um, but I don't really sing or perform anymore. Isn't that something how the wheels changed wow. in the career took a different turn? Yeah, but I do take a lot of those things with me that I learned in school. And I still really love music. And I nerd out and talk about music with other music lovers all day. Okay. Um, and it's kind of a fun flex when, you know, people don't know that I can sing. And then we go to karaoke and then they learn that I can sing. That's, <laughs> that's always fun. But no, I don't really perform anymore. And I don't miss it either. I like being behind the camera. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, so here's a question. I know you have two daughters, Mm -hmm. two beautiful daughters. I've seen their pictures. And um, so do they inquire about makeup? Do you talk to them about makeup, especially your older daughter? Oh, yeah. My oldest could give a rat's butt about makeup. She... (laughs) I'm good to get her to like do her skincare routine. She has teenage acne. And this is what happens when you raise children to be super confident in themselves is like, they don't care. Yeah. I'm like, oh, your friend, like nobody called, like when I was in school, I had terrible acne and people call me pizza face and Rudolph. So I'm like, the kids aren't calling you pizza face, Rudolph. She's like, no, everybody has acne, mom. I don't know why you're <laughs> out. I'm like, you're right. Everybody does have acne. I'm just projecting. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> So she doesn't really do much with her hair. She doesn't do anything with makeup. But my little girl, my six and a half year old, Norgela, loves makeup. And she loves getting ready and sitting in my lap when I get ready, which is sweet. Because I remember that when I was a little girl, sitting in my mom's lap, watching her get ready. That is so cool. I never really had acne, so I, I don't get that. And I didn't get it in high school either, which is great. <laughs> I bet, Beverly, I bet you didn't get it either, right? I didn't. No. So here's my thing. This is what I'm going to say. This is crazy to say on a podcast. Is it just a light-skinned girl problem? Because I had it bad. Yeah. Real bad. Real bad. I don't know. It can be anything like hormonal. And also don't think just because you didn't have acne that you have great skin. Because I yeah. see people all the time that come in and they're like, well, I've never had a pimple, but their skin feels like sandpaper. Wow. Yeah. Like, well, then it's like, well, I just have great skin. I don't understand why this looks bad. And I'm like, great skin because again it's about balance and when your skin is like sandpaper it's out of balance it's out of balance Mm -hmm. wow okay feel my skin see if it's sandpaper let me see i feel pretty soft i feel pretty soft (laughs) they're crazy all the time so let me ask you this um since we're talking about your little girls what did you want to be when you were a little girl when you grew up what did you aspire to be oh that's such a good question 
I, so I definitely wanted to be a doctor. I told myself that I was going to go to Harvard and I was going to be a surgeon. I used to watch lots of surgery shows and I loved blood and guts and everything. Um, but then I saw blood and guts for the first time in person. And I decided that was no longer my path. <laughs> I was like, this is a little different than this real life. <laughs> wow. Um, so I, yeah, that was no longer my path, but I, I think, I don't think I ever had one thing I wanted to do because I'm one of those people, I can be kind of happy doing anything as long as it challenges me and keeps me engaged. Um, so it can make it really difficult to like pin down like an exact career. Um, but I think I knew whatever it is I wanted to do, I wanted to be around people. Like okay. I knew I wasn't gonna be at a desk. I wasn't gonna be a teacher. I don't like kids. I'm gonna say that on the record. I have children, but I don't do OPK, which is <laughs> I don't do other people's kids. Um, and then, um, yeah, I didn't want to be around kids. I wanted to work around people, didn't want to be in the office, definitely didn't want to deal with blood and guts in person. And I guess this is kind of it, right? Like doing, oh, I can work with hair and makeup. I can work with blood and guts, but like not real ones, you know? I can. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I don't have to deal with kids. <laughs> Especially so as a makeup artist, do you, do you ever have to do a kid, deal with kids on set? I do. I do. And so when I'm doing it for work, it's mm -hmm. a little different from doing it in like my day to day. Cause mm -hmm. depending on the job, the, the level of the job, bigger jobs that have children on set, will have something called child wranglers or mm -hmm. the kid teachers. So it's their job to keep the children in line. It's their mm -hmm. job to say, okay, kid, like, you know, this is where you go on set making sure they're child advocates, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, that's fine because the lines are drawn. You know, I can talk to the kids like they're an actor because that's what they are. Um, the mm -hmm. kid and the kids at that age and that level understand they're they're doing a job like everybody else. So, okay. you know, I don't expect for children to be like little robots or anything mm -hmm. um, because that's unreasonable. But like, you know, when you're on set for 14, 16 hours, like your rope's like this big. And I'm mm, like, can, yeah. I, can I just wipe the Cheeto dust off your mouth? With that. <laughs> um, and then I did one job for a bank and it was 12 hours of kids and I had the most fun they were the coolest kids I know right they're the coolest kids on the planet they like we could just have conversations I did a job for um 9-11 uh the 9-11 tribute museum and discovery education and worked with okay. these 15 year olds coolest kids ever they were so cool um the when I don't when I say I don't love working with kids it's when there is no child wrangler or advocate on set and people mm -hmm. just assume like, oh, you're a woman. So you can watch the four-year-old, like not you, like, like they'll let the kids like play around water and stuff. And then they just look at me like, can you get him? And I'm like, you want me to jump <laughs> in the water? <laughs> Y'all didn't hire a lifeguard and I'm not a babysitter. Mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. they, when, when they, <laughs> listen, that has happened. A child was like tiptoeing around a hot tub and I was just like, okay, get down. And they were like, I have to listen to you. I was like, all right, don't listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> they get mad at me when the child get wet, like you didn't stop them. No, I'm not there. That's not my job. Their parents are right there. Like mm -hmm. that's when I don't love working with kids, but I, for the most part, I do really actually like working with kids just when they're properly managed so that everybody can do their job and be safe. 
So as long as you, you're doing your portion of it, which is the makeup artist piece of it, mm-hmm. and you're not babysitting the kids. <laughs> yeah, the, it, well, and it's a thing like when you're a lot of times the only woman on set or any woman on set, they just assume like, hey, okay, well, we can just leave the kids in here with you. And I'm like, no, you can't because I'm not mm-hmm. their mom. And that's not your job. And it's not my job, like hire a wrangler or like something but it's not my job and it's actually really unsafe to have kids in hair and makeup because we have sharp tools around people's eyes we have hot tools around people's heads so mm-hmm, kids mm-hmm. and pets are running around like it's actually like a pretty big safety liability too okay. it just, the safety liability part just works out to my benefit <laughs> I like that it's a safety liability they can't come in here I can't watch them <laughs> I can't watch them sorry sharp tools <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we'll close out in our next segment. Bye. And we are back at the Kitchen Island Tea. Cheryl T, Lady V, and BJ. And we are here with Latia Curtis. And she's been giving us so many great tips and pointers on makeup and making sure we cleanse our faces appropriately uh, so that we don't have the dry skin. I can't wait to start looking at some of the products that she recommended. Uh, Latia, you've talked to us so much about you, your career, and the different products, but I do have a question for you. Where do you see yourself in the next five years? I know you hear that kind of question all the time, but I'm kind of wanting to understand what is your ultimate career goal? Oh, to still be working in five years. Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> that's a really good question. Okay. So I kind of, I, I'm already further along than I ever dreamt I would be. Mm. Um, I got to do fashion week, like at, I had to sign an NDA, so I can't say who I worked for, but right. it was a really big show and I didn't and this is in New York City this is in New York, yeah the CFDA I tell people this is the real fashion week not the great value fashion week okay okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> and a bootleg one but um worked on a really big show and a really big team under it, incredibly highly esteemed makeup artists um and like when I was there I just kind of took a look around and I was just like what am how did I even get here? Like I grew up in the freaking housing projects of Scarborough, South Carolina. We wouldn't have power sometimes. We didn't have a washer sometimes. You know, I had to wash my clothes in the sink sometimes. And I now I'm here and I'm surrounded by like all of this luxury and beauty and more than anything, kindness for the fact that like, you know, if somebody was saying my name in a room around the right people when I wasn't there, and I got this opportunity and it was my duty to make sure that I didn't make this person look dumb for having referred wow. me. So, so I, I don't really know where I'll be in five years because I'm, I'm honestly just grateful for the career that I've had so far. Like 10 years ago, even when I was in college beyond that, like being a professional makeup artist, like wasn't really a thing. Like nobody knew mm-hmm, how to do mm-hmm, that. Like mm-hmm. I said, we didn't have the internet. There were no YouTubers or Instagrammers. Um, so kind of like, learning how to do this stuff and creating the life that I never thought I would have. I'm kind of more focused on like loving what's happening in the present. I'm almost a little anxious to think about the five years because everything is so wonderful now. Okay. That's fair. That is fair. I think you could, Cheryl went out. 
I'm sorry. I, I know sometimes people are saying, you know, my ultimate goal is to do X, Y, and Z. And like you said, you're living in the moment because a lot of it has all, a lot of it has come to pass for you. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure there's some more greater things that are in store for you because you do excellent. You're excellent at what you do. Thank you. Thank you. I hope so too. I just, you know, I just keep my nose to the ground. I work. You just work hard and, and be kind and moisturize. <laughs> moisturize. Oh, yeah, that's the key word. Moisturize. Moisturize. Like be kind that. and moisturize. Because you know S- every, be kind yeah. and moisturize. Yeah, because yeah. probably mean because you're ashy. So we gotta carry that lotion or cream in our purses, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, we're taking tips from Latia. I like it. Before we go, Latia, we always do attitude of gratitude. And so we want you to join us too. And I guess I can start off. We have so much to be thankful for. And I'm just excited that we had you with us uh, on this podcast at the island because you have given me so much information and I love your spirit and you hit on the things that I like so I can relate to you. You know, kindness is awesome. And then you told me about my bad habits. You didn't really call me out, but you told me. So I thank you for that. Uh, my attitude of gratitude is always that my 98-year-old mom, Lillian, is doing well. And so I thank God for that. And I thank God for the ladies at the Kitchen Island. And I guess my only other gratitude is that we're at peace here in America in so many ways when we look at the folks in Ukraine. And so I'm just happy and thankful. And I pray for those people in Latia, we couldn't have had a better session than the one we've had with you. Oh yes. My gosh, thank you. Attitude of gratitude, Cheryl? Well, my attitude of gratitude, I have a couple of them. I went to California. I got to see my grandbabies, uh, London and Zane. And so that was awesome for me. And my next attitude of gratitude, my mom is turning 75 and she will be here tomorrow. uh, And we'll have a party at my house to celebrate her 75th birthday. And so I'm excited that my mom is still here with us and we're enjoying our time with her. Awesome. Awesome. That is cool. I'm, I hate I'm going to miss the party. Oh, that's right. You're in, in the Carolinas. You're in the Carolinas. Yeah, on location. On Somebody's got to work. Uh, Somebody's okay. got to work at this island. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess my attitude of gratitude is um, I'm always grateful for you ladies here at the island. We make a great team. Um, we get along so well. We've been on this journey together and um, y'all have not kicked me to the curb. And I thought a couple of times I was gonna kick y'all to the curb, but I didn't. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate you, Lady B. <laughs> but I'm also grateful um, that we have this time to spend with Latia here. I'm glad that, um, I'm grateful that I was able to come on location. It worked out um, that I was gonna be in town anyway, visiting my BFF. And I've been able to spend time with her grandchildren, who are also my grandchildren. And by the way, Brevin calls me Grandma D. For D. Oh, what? For D. Oh. oh, yes. So anyway, that is my attitude of gratitude. And I'm also grateful, one side note, that my daughter introduced me to Latia. That's been an awesome, awesome thing. So that is my attitude of gratitude. Um, I'm... Uh my attitude of gratitude is that I happen to be in Las Vegas at the same time as Ashley and we were in Las Vegas and staying at the same hotel. 
Wow. Yeah. Yes. It was. And crazy. it wasn't planned. No. no. <laughs> oh, what a great coincidence! I was awesome. there for like a like a workshop. Mm-hmm. I was in a photography class for for that week, and I saw Ashley post something on her stories. And I said, wait a minute, are you in Las Vegas? She's like, yeah. And I said, uh, me too. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> Kelly, uh, me too. <laughs> um, so no, I, my attitude of gratitude is for that. And just, I'm just so, 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 so grateful every single day for my family, my husband, who is, I joke and say, he's a better mom than I am. He's taken our little one to ballet today. Uh, he, his support and and it's not just this like he lets me he's like no you don't need to be cooking dinner right now you need to be getting ready for work you need to be packing your kit how can I help you can I wash your brushes can I help carry your things here and there like he is the coolest guy in the world and I'm just so grateful for him and I'm just grateful for all of the times that people have said my name in rooms for me and who advocated for me and for me to have the opportunities that I have. I, I really don't think I would be able to work at the capacity that I do if it weren't for them. That is so wonderful. And it's so easy for people to say your name in, in that great capacity because mm-hmm. you are an awesome person. And just getting to meet you for the first time, your personality, your spirit, I just love it. Thank you so yes. much. And guess what? You have three new advocates <laughs> and we'll be saying Latia Curtis all the time. Oh, God. If they say makeup, we're saying Latia. If they say kindness, we're saying Latia Curtis. Oh, so you don't have to worry so about much. that. If you oh, say moisturize, we're saying Latia yes. Curtis. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sunscreen. Sunscreen. Yes. 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 Thank y'all so much. This has been just a joy. Like, so, <laughs> so amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Yes, it's yes. been fun for us. So, are you wrapping up, Miss Diva Vanita? You go ahead. It's your turn. It's my turn. <laughs> well, all I can say is we've had a marvelous time with Latia Curtis, makeup artist and up and coming star. And who knows, she may t- go back to acting. We just don't know yet. <laughs> and singing. We might hear her come on the podcast and sing a tune for us. Ooh. We just never know. But the one thing I want is would you promise to return? And oh my share gosh, more info with us. Oh my gosh, yes. All <laughs> right. She said yes, you all. So this is our time at the island. And so I'll just say keep listening to Kitchen Island Tea. This is BJ. Ciao, this Bella. Bye. Adios. Bye, Bye y'all. <laughs> and we are back at the island, and I am still giddy and having a great time here in Latia's studio. And so, you know, speaking of studio, you majored in college music with an emphasis on vocal performance, which Mm -hmm. is, I guess that's how you and Ashley Mm -hmm. met my daughter. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you still perform or sing or do you miss it or are you still doing it? Um, I mean, I sing a lot in the shower. (laughs) My best performances, in fact, have been in the car. but no, I don't sing as much. I mean, sometimes I'll sing at like a friend's wedding. Like one of my friends got married a couple of years ago and I, she asked me to sing at her wedding. So I did. Um, but I don't really sing or perform anymore. Isn't that something how the wheels changed wow. in the wheels career, changed took in a career. different turn? Yeah, but I do take a lot of those things with me that I learned in school. And I still really love music and I nerd out and talk about music with other people music lovers all day okay um and it's kind of a fun flex when you know people don't know that I can sing and then we go to karaoke and then they learn that I can sing that's (laughs) that's always fun 
but no, I don't really perform anymore. And I don't miss it either. I like being behind the camera. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, so here's a question. I know you have two daughters, Mm -hmm. two beautiful daughters. I've seen their pictures. And um, so do they inquire about makeup? Do you talk to them about makeup, especially your older daughter? Oh yeah. My oldest could give a rat's butt about makeup. She... (laughs) I'm good to get her to like do her skincare routine. She has teenage acne. And this is what happens when you raise children to be super confident in themselves is like, they don't care. Yeah. I'm like, oh, your friend, like nobody called, like when I was in school, I had terrible acne and people called me pizza face and Rudolph. So I'm like, the kids aren't calling you pizza face Rudolph. She's like, no, everybody has acne, mom. I don't know why you're <laughs> I'm like, you're right. Everybody does have acne. I'm just projecting. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> So she doesn't really do much with her hair. She doesn't do anything with makeup. But my little girl, my six and a half year old, Norgela, loves makeup. And she loves getting ready and sitting in my lap when I get ready, which is sweet. Because I remember that when I was a little girl, sitting in my mom's lap, watching her get ready. That is so cool. I never really had acne, so I, I don't get that. And I didn't get it in high school either, which is great. Beverly, <laughs> I bet you didn't get it either, right? I didn't. No. So here's my thing. This is what I'm going to say. This is crazy to say on the podcast. Is it just a light-skinned girl problem? Because I had it bad. Real bad. Real bad. I don't know. It can be anything like hormonal. And also don't think just because you didn't have acne that you have great skin. Because I see people all the time that come in and they're like, well, I've never had a pimple, but their skin feels like sandpaper. Wow. Mm. Like, well, then it's like, well, I just have great skin. I don't understand why this looks bad. And I'm like, great skin because again it's about balance and when your skin is oh, yeah. like sandpaper it's out of balance it's out of balance mm-hmm. wow okay mm-hmm. feel my skin see if it's sandpaper let me see <laughs> I, I feel know. pretty soft i feel pretty soft <laughs> they're, crazy. they're crazy all the time so let me ask you this um since we're talking about your little girls what did you want to be when you were a little girl when you grew up Ooh. what did you aspire to be oh that's such a good question I, so I definitely wanted to be a doctor. I told myself that I was going to go to Harvard and I was going to be a surgeon. I used to watch lots of surgery shows and I love blood and guts and everything. Um, but then I saw blood and guts for the first time in person. And I decided that was no longer my path. <laughs> this is a little different from this real life. <laughs> wow. Um, so I, yeah, that was no longer my path, but I, I think I don't think I ever had one thing I wanted to do because I'm one of those people, I can be kind of happy doing anything as long as it challenges me and keeps me engaged. Um, So it can make it really difficult to like pin down like an exact career. Um, But I think I knew whatever it is I wanted to do, I wanted to be around people. Like I knew I wasn't gonna be at a desk. I wasn't gonna be a teacher. I don't like kids. I'm gonna say that on the record. I have children, but I don't do OPK, which is (laughs) I don't do other people's kids. And then, um, yeah, I didn't want to be around kids. I wanted to work around people, didn't want to be in the office, definitely didn't want to deal with blood and guts in person. And I guess this is kind of it, right? Like doing, oh, I can work with hair and makeup. I can work with blood and guts, but like not real ones, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I don't have to deal with kids. (laughs) As a makeup artist, do you, do you ever have to do a kid, deal with kids on set? I do. I do. And so when I'm doing it for work, it's mm-hmm. a little different from doing it in like my day to day. Cause mm-hmm. depending on the job, the, the level of the job, bigger jobs that have children on set, will have something called child wranglers, 
for mm-hmm. the kid teachers. So it's their job to keep the children in line. It's their mm-hmm. job to say, okay, kid, like, you know, this is where you go on set and making sure they're child advocates, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fine because the lines are drawn. You know, I can talk to the kids like they're an actor because that's what they are. Um, the mm-hmm. kid, and the kids at that age and that level understand they're, they're doing a job like everybody else. So, okay. you know, I don't expect for children to be like little robots or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's unreasonable but like you know when you're on set for 14 16 hours like your rope's like this big and I'm mm, like can yeah. I can I just wipe the Cheeto dust off your mouth without <laughs> <laughs> um and then I did one job for a bank and it was 12 hours of kids and I had the most fun they were the coolest kid I know right they're the coolest kids on the planet they like we could just have conversations I did a job for um 9-11, uh, the 9-11 Tribute Museum and Discovery Education and worked with okay. these 15-year-olds, coolest kids ever. They were so cool. Um, the, when, when I don't, when I say I don't love working with kids, it's when there's no child wrangler or advocate on set and people mm-hmm. just assume like, oh, you're a woman, so you can watch the four-year-old, like not, you like, like they'll let the kids like play around water and stuff. And then they just look at me like, can you get him? And I'm like, you want me to jump in the water? <laughs> Y'all didn't hire a lifeguard and I'm not a babysitter. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When, when they, listen, that has happened. A child was like tiptoeing around a hot tub and I was just like, okay, get down. And they were like, I have to listen to you. I was like, all right. (laughs) They get mad at me when the child get wet. Like you didn't stop them. No, I'm not there. That's not my job. Their parents are right there. Like Mm -hmm. that's when I don't love working with kids but I for the most part I do really actually like working with kids just when they're properly managed so that everybody can do their job and be safe so as long as you you're doing your portion of it which is the makeup artist piece of it Mm -hmm. and you're not babysitting the kids yeah (laughs) it's a thing like when you're a lot of times the only woman on set or any woman on set they just assume like hey okay well we can just leave the kids in here with you and I'm like, no, you can't because I'm not mm-hmm. their mom. And that's not your job. And it's not my job. Like there hire a wrangler or like something, but it's not my job. And it's actually really unsafe to have kids in hair and makeup because we have sharp tools around people's eyes. We have hot tools around people's heads. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. a pets are running around. Like it's actually like a pretty big safety liability too. Okay. Just, the, li- the safety liability part just works out to my benefit. <laughs> I like that. It's a safety liability. They can't come in here. I can't watch them. Mm-mm, I can't watch them. Sorry. Sharp tools. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we'll close out in our next segment. Bye. And we are back at the Kitchen Island Tea Cheryl T, Lady V, and BJ, and we are here with Latia Curtis, and she's been giving us so many great tips and pointers on makeup and making sure we cleanse our faces appropriately uh, so that we don't have the dry skin. I can't wait to start looking at some of the products that she recommended. Uh, Latia, you've talked to us so much about you, your career, and the different products, but I do have a question for you. Where do you see yourself in the next five years? I know you hear that kind of question all the time, but I'm kind of wanting to understand what is your ultimate career goal? Oh, to still be working in five years. Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> that's a really good question. Okay. So I kind of, I, I'm already further along than I ever dreamt I would be. Mm. Um, 
I got to do fashion week, like at, I had to sign an NDA, so I can't say who I worked for, but it was a really big show and I didn't and this is in New York City this is in New York, yeah the CFDA I tell people this is the real fashion week not the great value fashion week okay okay, okay. <laughs> and the bootleg one but um worked on a really big show and a really big team under it incredibly highly esteemed makeup artists um and like when I was there I just kind of took a look around and I was just like what am how did I even get here? Like I grew up in the freaking housing projects of Starbuck, South Carolina. We wouldn't have power sometimes. We didn't have a washer sometimes. You know, I had to wash my clothes in the sink sometimes. And I now I'm here and I'm surrounded by like all of this luxury and beauty and more than anything, kindness for the fact that like, you know, if somebody was saying my name in a room around the right people when I wasn't there, and I got this opportunity and it was my duty to make sure that I didn't make this person look dumb for having referred wow. me. So, so I I don't really know where I'll be in five years because I'm I'm honestly just grateful for the career that I've had so far. Like 10 years ago, even when I was in college, beyond that, like being a professional makeup artist like wasn't really a thing. Like nobody knew mm-hmm. how to do that. Like mm-hmm. I said, we didn't have the internet. There were no YouTubers or Instagrammers. Um, so kind of like, learning how to do this stuff and creating the life that I never thought I would have. I'm kind of more focused on like loving what's happening in the present. I'm almost a little anxious to think about the five years because everything is so wonderful now. Okay. That's fair. That is fair. I think you can. Cheryl went out. I'm sorry. I I know sometimes people are saying, you know, my ultimate goal is to do X, Y, and Z. And like you said, you're living in the moment because a lot of it has all, a lot of it has come to pass for you, mm-hmm. but I'm sure there's some more greater things that are in store for you because you do excellent. You're excellent at what you do. Thank you. Thank you. I hope so too. I just, you know, I just keep my nose to the ground. I work, you just work hard and, and be kind and moisturize. that's the key word moisturize moisturize be kind and moisturize because you know be kind and moisturize yeah because it's probably mean because you're ashy (laughs) (laughs) so we gotta carry that lotion or cream in our purses right Mm -hmm. okay we've taken tips from latia i like it before we go latia we always do attitude of gratitude and so we want you to join us too. And I guess I can start off. We have so much to be thankful for. And I'm just excited that we had you with us uh, on this podcast at the island because you have given me so much information and I love your spirit. And you hit on the things that I like so I can relate to you. You know, kindness is awesome. And then you told me about my bad habits. You didn't really call me out, but you told me. So I thank you for that. Uh, My attitude of gratitude is always that my 98-year-old mom, Lillian, is doing well. And so I thank God for that. And I thank God for the ladies at the Kitchen Island. And I guess my only other gratitude is that we're at peace here in America in so many ways when we look at the folks in Ukraine. And so I'm just happy and thankful. And I pray for those people. And Latia, we couldn't have had a better session than the one we've had with you. Yes. Thank you. Attitude of gratitude, Cheryl. 
Well, my attitude of gratitude, I have a couple of them. I went to California. I got to see my grandbabies, uh, London and Zane. And so that was awesome for me. And my next attitude of gratitude, my mom is turning 75 and she will be here tomorrow. Uh, and we'll have a party at my house to celebrate her 75th birthday. And so I'm excited that my mom is still here with us and we're enjoying our time with her. Awesome. Awesome. That is cool. I'm, I hate I'm going to miss the party. Oh, that's right. You're in, in the Carolinas. You're in the Carolinas. Yeah, on location. Oh, Somebody's got to work. Uh, <laughs> Somebody's got to work at this island. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess my attitude of gratitude is um, I'm always grateful for you ladies here at the island. We make a great team. Um, we get along so well. We've been on this journey together and um, y'all have not kicked me to the curb. And I thought a couple of times I was going to kick y'all to the curb, but I didn't. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate you, Lady B. <laughs> but I'm also grateful um, that we have this time to spend with Latia here. I'm glad that um, I'm grateful that I was able to come on location. It worked out um, that I was going to be in town anyway, visiting my BFF. And I've been able to spend time with her grandchildren, who are also my grandchildren. And by the way, <laughs> Brevin calls me Grandma D. Or D oh, what? Or D. Oh. oh, yes. So anyway, that is my attitude of gratitude. And I'm also grateful, one side note, that my daughter introduced me to Latia. That's been an awesome, awesome thing. So that is my attitude of gratitude. Um, I'm, uh, my attitude of gratitude is that I happen to be in Las Vegas at the same time as Ashley and <laughs> in Las Vegas and staying at the same hotel. Wow. Yeah. Yes. It was crazy. And it wasn't planned? No. no. <laughs> oh, what a great coincidence. I was awesome. there for like a like a workshop. Mm -hmm. I was in a photography class for, for that week and I saw Ashley post something on her stories and I said, wait a minute, are you in Las Vegas? She's like, yeah. And I said, uh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> uh, me too. <laughs> um, so no, I, my attitude of gratitude is for that. And just, I'm just so, 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 so grateful every single day for my family, my husband, who is, I joke and say he's a better mom than I am. He's taken our little one to ballet today. Uh, he, his support, and, and it's not just this, like he lets me, he's like, no, you don't need to be cooking dinner right now. You need to be getting ready for work. You need to be packing your kit. How can I help you? Can I wash your brushes? Can I help carry your things here and there? Like he is the coolest guy in the world and I'm just so grateful for him and I'm just grateful for all of the times that people have said my name in rooms for me and who advocated for me and for me to have the opportunities that I have I, I really don't think I would be able to work at the capacity that I do if it weren't for them that is so wonderful and it's so easy for people to say your name in in that great capacity because you are an awesome person and just getting to meet you for the first time your personality your spirit i just love it thank you so yes much. and guess what you have three new advocates <laughs> and we'll be saying latia curtis all the time oh god they say makeup we're saying latia if they say kindness we're saying latia curtis oh, so you don't have to worry so about much. that you uh, say moisturize, we're saying it to your yes, curtains. Yes, <laughs> yes. Sunscreen. Sunscreen. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Thank y'all so much. This has been just a joy. Like, so, it's so amazing. Thank you. <laughs>
Yes. It's yes. been fun for us. So are you wrapping up, Miss Diva Vanita? You go ahead. It's your turn. It's my turn. <laughs> well, all I can say is we've had a marvelous time with Matia Curtis, makeup artist and up and coming star. And who knows, she may go back to acting. We just don't know yet. <laughs> and singing. And we might hear her come on the podcast and sing a tune for us. Ooh. We just never know. But the one thing I want is, would you promise to return and oh share gosh. some info with us? Oh my gosh, yes. All yeah. right, she <laughs> said yes, you all. So this is our time at the island. And so I'll just say, keep listening to Kitchen Island Tea. This is BJ. Ciao, this Bella. Bye, adios. Bye. And we are back at the Kitchen Island Tea, Cheryl T, Lady V, and BJ, and we are here with Latia Curtis, and she's been giving us so many great tips and pointers on makeup and making sure we cleanse our faces appropriately uh, so that we don't have the dry skin. I can't wait to start looking at some of the products that she recommended. Uh, Latia, you've talked to us so much about you, your career, and the different products, but I do have a question for you. Where do you see yourself in the next five years? I know you hear that kind of question all the time, but I'm kind of wanting to understand what is your ultimate career goal? Ooh, to still be working in five years. Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> that's a really good question. Okay. So I kind of, I, I'm already further along than I ever dreamt I would be. Mm. Um, I got to do fashion week, like at, I had to sign an NDA, so I can't say who I worked for, but right. it was a really big show and I didn't and this is in New York City this is in New York, yeah the CFDA I tell people this is the real fashion week not the great value fashion week okay okay, okay. <laughs> and the bootleg one but um worked on a really big show and a really big team under it incredibly highly esteemed makeup artist um and like when I was there I just kind of took a look around and I was just like what am how do I even get here? Like I grew up in the freaking housing projects of Starbuck, South Carolina. We wouldn't have power sometimes. We didn't have a washer sometimes. You know, I had to wash my clothes in the sink sometimes. And I now I'm here and I'm surrounded by like all of this luxury and beauty and more than anything, kindness for the fact that like, you know, if somebody was saying my name in a room around the right people when I wasn't there. And I got this opportunity and it was my duty to make sure that I didn't make this person look dumb for having referred wow. me. So, so I, I don't really know where I'll be in five years because I'm, I'm honestly just grateful for the career that I've had so far. Like 10 years ago, even when I was in college beyond that, like being a professional makeup artist, like wasn't really a thing. Like nobody knew mm -hmm. how to do that. Like mm -hmm. I said, we didn't have the internet. There were no YouTubers or Instagrammers. Um, so kind of like learning how to do this stuff and creating the life that I never thought I would have. I'm kind of more focused on like loving what's happening in the present. I'm almost a little anxious to think about the five years because everything is so wonderful now. Okay, that's fair. That is fair. I'm sorry. I, I know sometimes people are saying, you know, my ultimate goal is to do X, Y, and Z. And like you said, you're living in the moment because a lot of it has all, a lot of it has come to pass for you. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure there are some more greater things that are in store for you because you do excellent. You're excellent at what you do. Thank you. Thank you. I hope so too. I just, you know, I just keep my nose to the ground. I work. You just work hard and, and be kind. 
and moisturize. <laughs> moisturize. Yeah, that's the key word. Moisturize. Moisturize. Like be kind that. and moisturize. Because you know Hashtag every be kind yeah. and moisturize. Yeah, because yeah. it probably mean because you're ashy. So we gotta carry that lotion or cream in our purses, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, we're taking tips from Latia. I like it. Before we go, Latia, we always do attitude of gratitude. And so we want you to join us too. And I guess I can start off. We have so much to be thankful for. And I'm just excited that we had you with us uh, on this podcast at the island because you have given me so much information and I love your spirit. And you hit on the things that I like so I can relate to you. You know, kindness is awesome. And then you told me about my bad habits. You didn't really call me out, but you told me. So I thank you for that. Uh, my attitude of gratitude is always that my 98-year-old mom, Lillian, is doing well. And so I thank God for that. And I thank God for the ladies at the Kitchen Island. And I guess my only other gratitude is that we're at peace here in America in so many ways when we look at the folks in Ukraine. And so I'm just happy and thankful. And I pray for those people in Latia, we couldn't have had a better session than the one we've had with you. Oh yes. Gosh, thank you. Attitude of gratitude, Cheryl? Well, my attitude of gratitude, I have a couple of them. I went to California. I got to see my grandbabies, uh, London and Zane. And so that was awesome for me. And my next attitude of gratitude, my mom is turning 75 and she will be here tomorrow. Uh, and we'll have a party at my house to celebrate her 75th birthday. And so I'm excited that my mom is still here with us and we're enjoying our time with her. Awesome. Awesome. That is cool. I'm, I hate I'm going to miss the party. Oh, that's right. You're in, in the Carolinas. You're in the Carolinas. Yeah, on location. Oh, Somebody's got to work. Uh, Somebody's got to work at this island. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess my attitude of gratitude is I'm always grateful for you ladies here at the island. We make a great team. We get along so well. We've been on this journey together and um, y'all have not kicked me to the curb. And I thought a couple of times I was going to kick y'all to the curb, but I didn't. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate you, Lady B. <laughs> but I'm also grateful um, that we have this time to spend with Latia here. I'm glad that I'm grateful that I was able to come on location. It worked out um, that I was going to be in town anyway, visiting my BFF. And I've been able to spend time with her grandchildren, who are also my grandchildren. And by the way, Brevin calls me Grandma D. For oh, what? For Diva. Oh. oh, yes. So anyway, that is my attitude of gratitude. And I'm also grateful, one side note, that my daughter introduced me to Latia. That's been an awesome, awesome thing. So that is my attitude of gratitude. Um, I'm, uh, my attitude of gratitude is that I happen to be in Las Vegas at the same time as Ashley and we were in Las Vegas and staying at the same hotel. Wow. Yeah. Yes. It was and it wasn't planned? No. no. <laughs> what a great coincidence. I was awesome. there for like a like a workshop. Mm -hmm. I was in a photography class for, for that week. And I saw Ashley post something on her stories. And I said, wait a minute, are you in Las Vegas? She's like, yeah. And I said, uh, me too. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> uh, me too. <laughs> um, 
So no, I, my attitude of gratitude is for that. And just, I'm just so, 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 so grateful every single day for my family, my husband, who is, I joke and say, he's a better mom than I am. He's taken our little one to ballet today. Uh, he, his support, and, and it's not just this, like he lets me, he's like, no, you don't need to be cooking dinner right now. You need to be getting ready for work. You need to be packing your kit. How can I help you? Can I wash your brushes? Can I help carry your things here and there? Like he is the coolest guy in the world. And I'm just so grateful for him. And I'm just grateful for all of the times that people have said my name in rooms for me and who advocated for me and for me to have the opportunities that I have. I, I really don't think I would be able to work at the capacity that I do if, if it weren't for them. That is so wonderful. And it's so easy for people to say your name in, in that great capacity because mm -hmm. you are an awesome person. And just getting to meet you for the first time, your personality, your spirit, I just love it. Thank you. So yes. Much. And guess what? You have three new advocates <laughs> and we'll be saying Latia Curtis all the time. Oh, God. If they say makeup, we're saying Latia. If they say kindness, we're saying Latia Curtis. Oh, so you don't have to worry so about much. that. You oh, say moisturize, we're saying Latia yes. Curtis. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sunscreen. Sunscreen. Yes. 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 Thank y'all so much. This has been just a joy. Like, so, it's so amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Yes, it's yes. been fun for us. So, are you wrapping up, Miss Diva Vanita? You go ahead. It's your turn. It's my turn. Well, all I can say is we've had a marvelous time with Matia Curtis, makeup artist and up and coming star. And who knows, she may go back to acting. We just don't know yet. <laughs> and, and singing. And we might hear her come on the podcast and sing a tune for us. Ooh. We just never know. But the one thing I want is would you promise to return? And oh my share more info with us. Oh my gosh, yes. All <laughs> right, she said yes, you all. So this is our time at the island. And so I'll just say, keep listening to Kitchen Island Tea. This is BJ. Ciao, this Bella. Bye, adios. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Yay. <laughs>